I think names carry a lot of weight. Do they? What do you think Jared says about you? I think it says he's soft. <laughs> he's soft? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a strong yeah, like name. Like Jared the teddy bear? Yeah, kind of. Like, oh, hey, he's probably a nice guy. Like, yeah. it's going to be hard to, to for somebody to hear my name and be like, I bet that guy's super tough. Like, it's just not coming to your mind, you know? So we haven't recorded an episode in a bit because we rebranded. And for all the people who don't know that we rebranded, we are now Heretto. No more Easy Dita, no more Jorsic, just Heretto. And there are plenty of people out there that want to know why, what, how, how long this has taken. And here's our little chance to talk about it. But what I want to know first, Patrick, is a question that I've been asked inside the company and I've now seen on social media about the name. The, the, the name as in why? Yeah, the name as in why, where did it come from? What was like the conversation behind you and Casey coming up with Hereto versus anything else? <laughs> um, so, you know, the reality is that we had been trying to pick a name that was kind of white space for a long time. Um, you know, it was something that we, we really didn't want to have a lot of meaning. We wanted it to be something kind of, you know, in the same vein as like, uh, Kodak or, um, I know, I, I know Google is technically a number, but you know, it's a misspelling of a number. Um, but more like Kodak, right? Like Kodak didn't mean anything. They literally, you know, um, George Eastman picked it because, uh, he liked K's, um, is the story that I have been told. So he started with a K. That's what I've been told. He likes the letter K, and a powerful letter. I mean, I don't know. The uh, I guess it's a it's a it is. It's got a good kick to it. Yeah, um, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've been we've been looking for a name that was kind of more in in line with that for a while because you know we just really wanted something that uh you know we could kind of form our own brand around and it didn't really come with any predetermined meaning like you know easy it is like the entire opposite end of the spectrum, right? You know, it's, we, we literally, when we chose easy data for the name of the company, we were sitting in our first office before we could reasonably be called a company. And, um, someone was like, well, the problem with data is it's too hard. And we were like, easy data, <laughs> we'll make it easier. Um, so it was, it was very simple from that perspective. Um, this time around the, the Hereto name doesn't really, it doesn't really have any meaning. And you know, we went through, uh, gosh, it had to be hundreds of different possibilities that um, I liked or Casey liked, or, you know, we uh, tried a couple of things. We actually bought a domain. Um, and then it turned out that we couldn't get, we bought a domain from a person. Like, I don't mean like we registered a domain, like we actually purchased a domain. Um, and uh, then it turned out we couldn't get the copyright for it. So like after all this like hassle of like, purchasing a domain we couldn't get the the copyright for this other one that we had we had chosen so it was it was a long 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 process and it ended with Hereto. and the way that we got to Hereto, which is the somewhat humorous story that i know that you really want me to tell tim because you've asked me in several different places and now you've basically walked me into a corner and made me <laughs> made me tell the story um is that there was something that that put the word here to in front of me and i was like oh you know that's a word um and it's kind of interesting in our context because 
you think of what our system does and it means that uh, content you put here can go anywhere. So like here to anywhere was kind of the original thought process on it. Um, and so we batted that around for a few days and we kind of liked the, the kernel of the idea, but there were some issues with the actual like word and name of here to. Um, and Casey was like, well, I just think we should pronounce it Hereto. And I was like, well, we can't just pronounce it wrong. Like, it's a, it's a word and our customers are authors um, and writers. So they're, they're not going to take too kindly to something which is just pronounced wrong. Um, so we were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll keep thinking. And then uh, after a couple of days, I was like, I can just add a T to this and we can pronounce it the way that Casey wants to pronounce it, which is Hereto. <laughs> so... You know, I added a T to it and I went back to him. I was like, hey, look, if we just put a T in here, we can pronounce it Hereto the way that you want to pronounce it. And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that works. And that also made the process of registering the trademark a lot easier um, because uh, here too would have been very difficult to register. Um, and I also think that here, here too has like baggage and stuff like that. So, you know, in the, in the end, I like Hereto a lot better. Um, I think it's a fun word. It certainly... <laughs> turned out to be a slightly more controversial word than I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> it's just a speaking, word, you know? Speaking of, um, so I was chatting with a customer. I was chatting with a customer and they were, you know, congratulating us on the, the rebrand. And um, the customer deals with um, church, church administration software. And, and so there's, there's deep rooted uh, understandings of, you know, church history and all of those things amongst a lot of the staff. But I believe this question in particular came from somebody who's senior leadership at that company. And they said, so did they choose the new name um, from the Latin root for heretic? And uh, of course, the answer is yes. Of course we did. Um, at least it's, yeah. fitting. it's fitting for me. <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. We, um, so we can really, we can really, we can really freak out some um, some ancient peoples. And, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Know, isn't the new logo going to be our naming, our naming philosophies? Isn't the new logo going to be like a goat, a goat's head, a goat skull, or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that's right. It's in progress. Good. Yeah, so I speak. figured that was the plan. So yeah. funny, funny, funny tangent on our tangent. Um, is that the one of the the names of the system that far predates Easy Data, and this is a very very um, not well known fact, is that I, we were remember this. This is at a good one story. point in time calling the content. Man- we were at one point in time calling the content management system Vicar, <laughs> and um, that was. That was a thing that, you know, we, it was like, it was meant to like bring your message right to the people, like, and that kind of thing. We didn't realize how loaded it was from a religious <laughs> perspective when we chose it. <laughs> because, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, Casey and I don't have anything against religion by any means, but we're not, neither of us are like super particularly religious. You know, it's not like a thing that, I mean, it's like I, I was raised Catholic, but, you know, I, I'm not practicing or anything like that. Um, and um, yeah, so we didn't have that name forever. That went away. <laughs> I don't know, man. The vicar of of content management. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the that was kind of the concept, except we pronounced it vicar. 
Right. Well, you have to because we thought it before. sounded better. Right. 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 So we have a long history of mispronouncing things too in our names, is what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, it's amazing how how like easy it can be to know that you need to rebrand to something because like your mission is changing or evolving, but the actual naming of the company is like, uh, I don't know what to do right now. And I iterate through hundreds, if not thousands of different names. That always amazes oh, yeah. we me. Actually, we actually have a channel on Slack called, um, I think it's called like new names or something like that. Like that's <laughs> just Casey and I, and it's, we should publish them at some point in time. I mean, it's oh, like, <laughs> there are so many in there. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you should pass some of those along to me. I think that would make for some decent social media. (laughs) Do you think it's more difficult to name a company or name a child? A company? Are you kidding? It's not even close. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was pretty stressed about naming a child. Um, Okay. So obviously, barring the name, you knew that this company was changing from being specifically aimed at technical documentation to wanting to become something else. Like when slash what, what when did that happen and when did you realize that it was content operations that you wanted to sort of well i don't want to say pivot towards but like shift toward so let's be careful with that we're not doing something else we're doing something more um, okay good so point good point you're right it's we are so we're technically so we're content operations for knowledge content and knowledge content encompasses product content and technical content and all the other types of content that we've been dealing with. Um, and it's not even so much that we decided that we wanted to be something more or that, you know, we felt like we wanted to like expand the scope of the company. It's that we realized that this is where the world is going. Um, and you know, our choices were kind of like go with it or be left behind. I think like that, that really is, is the decision. Like, I don't see us having gone and said, oh, we don't want to be a system for documentation or technical content because we still are and we always will be. Like that's the core of what we do. Like we went and said, okay, um, the world is changing. Knowledge content, which is no longer going to be this, there's just no room to have knowledge content siloed into these different things. You know, your your knowledge base can't be a completely separate entity from your help site. And that can't be a completely separate entity from the, um, any of the bot or chat or, um, voice interfaces that people use to access information. And then those can't be separate channels from the other websites that leverage your content. So like in the future, you know, one of the things that you're going to see is you're going to see that, um, your brand has to interoperate with other brands that access your products, but they have to interoperate on a content level too. So the future is interoperable. The future is API. The future doesn't see a manual. Doesn't mean we won't stop. We're, doesn't mean we're going to stop writing manuals. You know, people are still going to go and put together a user guide. We publish a user guide. We will never stop publishing a user guide. And it just means that that user guide will also be distributed into many, many other things and many, many other varieties by reusing that content and making and exposing it uh, across different channels and different experiences for different things. Like the content that's in our user guide, you see it in our onboarding, you see it in our training, you see it, some of it, you see it in our policies. Like the thing is you see it woven through all these other things. So it's really just that the world has changed 
the world doesn't consider technical documentation to be isolated manuals anymore. Um, it doesn't consider knowledge that just sits in a knowledge base and is maintained by, you know, a non, um, like a non-author group to be sufficient. And, you know, we're going to change with it and we're going to support that. And we're going to, you know, we also believe in it. So we're going to push it forward. Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.